0: Hello and welcome to the Total Quadball podcast, a place where we talk to the people who make quadball what it is and give them an opportunity to share their stories and experiences of the sport. I'm Fraser and I'll be your host. We're at the halfway mark now in our Road to Richmond project for this summer's IQA World Cup, Part 8, Episode 69. We hope you've enjoyed the journey so far. From a personal perspective, it's truly been eye-opening and amazing to learn so much about the global game we have plenty more episodes to come for you very soon next up we go from mexico in our last episode back across the atlantic to france historically one of the giants of the sport two-time european games champions in 2015 2019 and runners-up in 2017 as well as being the home of four-time eqc champions the paris titans europe's most successful club team and years gone by this french team has wowed us with their athleticism and clinical play style and they'll be looking to do the same once more in virginia next month join me to tell us all about the french team is their head coach william Nouvelle. good evening william how's it going uh
1: hello everyone i'm fine totally fine and you
0: yeah really good man and, uh getting lots of these episodes recorded uh this week and uh yeah it's uh looking forward to hearing all about French game and uh yeah what you guys have been up to for for the tournament <laughs> I'm ready to talk about it awesome glad to hear it um so with a few of our episodes so far we've just been checking in essentially with all the different nations around the world um so yeah could could you tell us about quadball in France at the moment sort of what what's what's the sport like at say at a club level has, has it changed a lot since the pandemic?
1: I think um, quad ball didn't change a lot in France. Uh, the major problem or things happening in France is like the total domination of the Titans, making the the whole context really complicated. And another part is like uh, Paris Frog is also dominated in France. So we have really two uh, good teams dominating the French uh, uh, the country and then there is uh, another package of team uh, but uh, one of the main problem in France is like we cannot uh, develop new players we have difficulties to recruit some new talents and the pandemic uh, really st- uh, stopped at the the process like uh, when we uh, stopped uh, french world like winning uh, the eg and we are, we could use that to create some uh, publicity but it stopped so I think it didn't help us and the break uh, really make us a hard time and we lost some key players like going everywhere else and the context in France is like a bit difficult but uh, the volunteers are really willing to try to do something, like Lion make a bid for the EQC, Uh, they want to host uh, maybe the EGIL next year, so we have some hot and cold, I think, in France, like the sport is not doing that good, we're not progressing that much, but uh, in another part, people are trying because they love it, and all the school players are really trying to make it, make it live in uh, their city. So, yeah, we really have to side, uh, like, the powerful teams we all know and the other side of the French Quidditch, like, not uh, having trouble in, in the them.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a shame to hear that. Um, but also, I think, from what you said, the, the pandemic has been a good sort of pause to have for French game to... Sort of look at it and go right we've got these two really powerful teams but what else we've we got in the country and it's it's good to see that people are aware of that and looking to change things and obviously uh there was eqc division two recently in galba in lorraine um sort of the northeast of france and obviously you mentioned there leon putting a a bid for uh eqc division one and who knows maybe next year they could get that bid and bring a bit of uh publicity to uh, the sport in France. Um, I, I even saw today that the Leon team uh, did a, a thing for, I think, NRG, um, and got, got in the news for that. Um, so just, just little things like that, just to keep the sport going. And hopefully, I don't know there's more of a focus on development of the sport rather than just pure winning all the time.
1: Yeah, we hope uh, we can do some improvement and try to uh, make some new results. Trying to start again, a new hype in France, and try to make a move. So let's see if something can happen, and and pray for the future.
0: <laughs> yeah, true, and it, it's quite difficult with like the the, the geography of France because you, you got Paris in the middle, um, but then the other cities are quite sort of. Far from each other, um, sort of Lille up in the north, Lyon down the south. Got big, big cities like Bordeaux, for example. There, there isn't much in the way of the sport there, and obviously Toulouse as well. Um, but it's, it's difficult to organise lots of things. Say, as really? it may be, sort of. Yeah,
1: up. I think. Um,
0: sorry, yeah, the problem <laughs>
1: is like um, the country is far, but you know when you move but you have no hope to win every game any game you mm. even if you are a good sport a player you're not gonna stay because you're like but my team is not good <laughs> why well, i should travel uh, like a bit uh to get fucked by titans or frog uh, every fucking tournament so yeah i think uh that's really not helpful that's the main problem we had in france for years
0: yeah true uh, i suppose now with with Uh, both the Paris teams being so dominant and like because they're so good and like France get lots of well get a few EQC spots so it's a good chance for like these other teams to play at an EQC and sort of go right maybe forget winning the French cup we can go to EQC and have a great tournament and develop there and give their players opportunity to play at the European stage and improve
1: we could have thought at, uh, about it and like when we see the result of french team in eqcg2 we are like a bit uh, sad and it's a bit uh, disappointing because we were thinking like lille or angers could do better than like 17 and 19 something like that and the result or maybe 13. it's like really disappointing to see uh, the result because our i had great hope about lille And seeing like, even in that kind of situation, they cannot win that many games or like losing to no offense to Rotterdam. But I think they should be ahead, like far ahead. Mm. So I think it's really mental. And the fact like they're not used to win. They are not used to have many games where they are comfortable in their play style is like not helping a lot. And... It's like really difficult for them to improve their game because uh, every time they move like to the league, OK, we go big, but we know we are not going to win some games. We are going to French Cup. We are not going to win some games. So, you know, the mentality is not moving and it's really hard in France to, to change that.
0: So mm. Yeah, it is difficult. But yeah, it, it's good that there's awareness of it, and hopefully we can see some change in the future. Um, so in my introduction earlier, I uh, mentioned that France has been just one of the powerhouses of European quad ball over the years. Um, as we mentioned there, the, the two European Games titles for the national team, Paris Titans uh, being the most successful club team in Europe with four EQC titles. So like in in your opinion what do you think has been the key to this success I think Titans have been in the
1: good timing good place and good time like the sport was growing and they had amazing players like physically individually and they understand some kind of aspect in the game like some people did not and they had some advantage of that and they uh, they surf on that for like years. So when you have Valentin, uh, Albert, Mikel, uh, you had Sami, Leonard Podetti, like big, strong individual player, like playing really physical defense. And I think one of the main uh, dominant things in France, like is the defense we had for a long time. Offense can be uh, messy sometimes, but you know, when you have some connection like Albert, Valentin, uh, Mikel driving, uh, pass to Sami, like it's kind of easy uh, to score games goals, but the main point was like people were so intense in defense from Titans, like it was like so dominating and like again, I think it's really mental like, you know, when you go into Titans, it's like it's going to be hard, it's going to be physical you don't want to go over like Sami like, but Leonard, you don't want to go over Mikael, you know, it's going to be tough so I think it's like there is just few teams who could match uh, that intensity, and Titans uh, have dominated, uh a lot for for that. And as we can see, every team uh, have worked to how to counter that, how to counter Titans. Like everyone is like how will we beat that. So that's why people start to create like. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, just saying, like Frog was like starting Baylor really, really early. Like I know when I started Quidditch, in, like 2017, uh, mm-hmm. Cedric was already planning to play Baylor, starting to play Baylor, uh, just because we could not stop Titans in France. So we are, we are, we are trying to. Same for 2-2 and even the, the the game was evolving with the new rules like. Everyone was watching the Titans and were like, "How will we stop that cut? How will we stop that? And how will we make the score the lowest possible to play in range?" So I really think like we dominate. Titans have been dominating by their pure skills, and people are catching up little by little.
0: Yeah, true. Uh, I think that's yeah, it's something that I definitely agree with. From watching the team and playing the playing the titans team over the years and also yeah seeing the french team and the influence that titans have had on on that national team as well and uh yeah i think what's really impressed me about about the french about french players the top french players over the years is is both the sort of the work ethic um and the the technical skills um that we had uh, albert on the podcast previously talking about like the sort of intensity of practices and how often just just practicing individual skills and individual little technical things um and obviously the fitness of the players uh the mentality is fantastic the sort of the competitive drive like right? you, you you rarely see any french player get really sort of frustrated and thrown off their game and they're always sort of within the fight at the end and uh even this past, you can see, where had Titans had their lowest uh, finish, um, losing to Braunschweiger in that round of sixteen game. I'd still say that sort of side cut to one of the side hoops from when we played Titans in the group stage as as Raptors. Um, oh, it's just brilliant! Like just the timing of it, the, the how flat and just crisp the passes um it's just excellent i think there's, there's very few teams that do it better than that in the world and uh it's testament to the way that both titans and france have played over the years yeah i think uh, like
1: we are practicing a lot we have really good intensity we have the chance to have a second team uh, in titans so we can match a lot with them making them improve and they making us improve like by having a, uh, also a good mentality like we need to to fight the titans we need to beat them sometime and another chance we have is like we have the frog not that far so same we can match them a lot of the time we can prepare if you see together we are like just playing against them so with their experience too in european level we can match intensity we know frog are like same big defense so when you go to training with team friends or with Titans, you are like, okay, I'm going to fight for like two, three hours, I'm going to take some heat, and you're prayed, You're like, really, when you come to competition, it's like it's easy compared to what we have been through all the year, mm. and that's
0: the strength we have, I think, uh, in France. Yeah, definitely, it's a really good mentality to have that if you train harder than you compete. Like yeah, as you said, like the tournament's gonna feel easy, and then when it comes to the difficult games at a tournament, you're ready for it, and you can take those on and uh, pr- perform at your best.
1: Yeah, we have we really trained that mentality to in training, like to not uh, fall apart, just stay focused all the time. Some scrimmage we are like not that great. We try to make some points between every game. Trying to make what work, what is not, and trying to improve. so yeah, when we are we're behind, we are like, okay, we know that situation, we already live about it, we can focus, we can correct about this
0: and we can progress
1: and advance.
0: Yeah, definitely so. Um, and yeah, speaking of development, uh, we'll we go back to last year, the European games in 2022 where France finished fifth, which is their lowest ever finish at European Games, um, with some key players missing uh, from the tournament. Uh, pe- people like Albert Bregeau, Etienne Pogu, for example. Um, so what are your thoughts on that tournament and how is it influencing this year's France team? You know, LACG
1: has been really difficult for everyone. Like, we have, as I said, we had a lot of a uh, new player because the pandemic like makes some damages in the the, the lines but uh, in the same time we, uh, we, we have in some we had some trouble like Albert just breaking his feet like some day before the competition not being ready to play uh, HN misses flight uh, not missing, but has been cancelled. Uh, Michaela did not get uh, on the list by Cedric by choice because he didn't came to m- that much in the practice camp. like you are when we have one, two, three, four key player out and you are alone, you mm. have some you feel like it's difficult to play. but going past through that, I think, even in the the, the main context uh, with the new player, we who gave the best, they gained some experience at high level, and they could feel what is it to be in tense game, what is it to play against the best team, and I think it's a good preparation to to work up a next EG because you're like winning is not easy. Maybe we think like Titans France is winning for years. And like, oh, they win. It's easy, but not. Winning is not easy. Winning is hard. Winning need, needs a lot of work. Winning is like win so many contests every time. Like playing in the bitter game, playing in the snitch range. It's so 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 hard to to win the tournament, and learn that to the new coming is, I think, a great value we will have for next year because we are like. It's not easy how they how they did before. Like we need to work harder. We need to to replace them. Uh, we cannot wait for Albert to carry the the team. We cannot wait for HN to carry it anymore. It's our turn. We need to take responsibility and be better for the next competition. Or we're gonna be a, a generation of loser for next years. I think it's a good mentality. They have they are angry and they're like okay we need to represent our history we need to be better and we will train a lot of we will train more to 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 compete with the history and and improve
0: yeah it sounds like a really valuable lesson for the national team um having gone through that yes it's painful yes it's frustrating but she said like it was so many new players coming in um and having yeah like having all these, these players who were supposed to be there, I don't know, say in Albert's case, getting injured or like a missed flight or whatever, I, it's, it's a shock to the system. But then having those players still be able to, set, to step up, still finishing in fifth, obviously you you beat Belgium, uh, which they're, they're never happy about. Um, like it, it, It's still really promising for the French team. Um, and yeah, I can really relate to that sort of, change of the, the old guard and the new guard and giving those new players that opportunity going look you're, you're on the roster we're going to put you on the field you've got this chance to play go out there play your game and then we'll, we'll improve for next year and uh, it's a really good healthy mentality I think.
1: Yeah I think it's helpful in another part we have seen the, the maybe it was time to change the head coach too Cedric can make his time. I think this um, coaching maybe was over. He made this uh, a lot of here in uh, uh, in the French uh, head coach, and we were not really uh, maybe uh, happy about the strategy. Maybe a bit frustrating to play only Baylor about him, and maybe some choice we could correct. I think we made globally a great EG 2 because. We beat uh, Norway, Belgium, and we were not that far from Australia, considering like we didn't play with our best player for this game. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's promising for the future, and can only hope about the the, the next uh, tournament will be better and better, and uh, we will rise again.
0: Yeah, definitely. So and, uh, it, it's good to recognize that, and obviously now yourself is the the new coach coming in, and I don't know, maybe coming with some fresh ideas, some fresh energy, um, and yeah, maybe it's it's what the team needs uh, for this year and the future. I hope. <laughs> uh, true. Um, so yeah, um, about this this year's tournament, the World Cup. How is the team preparing, and like, what are your goals for the tournament? So, France has been training every month since
1: September. We are, so I think like uh, we will organize like fourteen camps for the for the period. Uh, Ten in Paris, uh, one in Toulouse in the south, and one in Nantes. Uh, the West Mm. Uh, it's as you said France is a big country it's not really easy for everyone to came Uh, but uh, we had really a good um, energy this year like as I said I think the time for Cedric was over we for the EG uh, we didn't have a lot of player training like it was really a low, low number, like maybe 10 players for each as uh, this year, we we're like around 30 or more. It was like really uh, a new era. People were like trying to came to prove and we had uh, announced a development team too. Uh, so like make a huge, uh, a new movement of player coming to challenge the, the French team and I'm really happy about the dynamic uh, this year because now we have like uh, since I uh, we released the two, t- two list, we can make match uh, team fronts versus team development, and mm-hmm. everyone is like super intense in the game. Like, okay, I want to be in the other list. I want to <laughs> take my spot in team A so I can prove. And same for the reserve. Like. OK, if you're not that good, I can take a spot in the team. So people are really angry and I like the <laughs> dynamic like everyone is fighting for a spot.
0: Yeah, that sounds really healthy, honestly, uh, and it's great to bring in that development team. And just I think having that team also brings the energy to the the, the, ma- the main French team. Um, And making sure that those players go, oh shit, I've got to make sure I go to the trainings and I do my extra practice here or there and yeah, just so they stay on the top of their game. But also, as we mentioned at the start of the episode, um, how you got the two big teams in, in Paris who are so dominant um but with so many different players you can bring in players from outside of paris and give them a chance to train with some really good coaches some really good players and improve the quality of the other club teams around france and improve the country as a whole
1: yeah we have a lot of players like some key player in the team coming to take some advice trying to learn from the best when you can see a lenny in training you can learn when you see how albert or uh, me, pl- I'm playing on the game. I can teach some advice to to the new players, some new keepers, like not understanding everything happening. So many information in quad ball. So the, everyone taking tips and everyone is coming with a bag full and full uh, of information. Uh, really happy, really trying to improve. And I think it's healthy. Yeah. Everyone is trying to be better and better to, to take spot everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the World Cup, like we are like, we are a prestigious country. We will try to reach the goal, obviously. Uh, as I said, it's really hard to win. Uh, every game is going to be tense, but we take the full roster with many harms, we have strategy, we are prepared, we're prepared to have hard games. and i think it's gonna be a challenging tournament and everyone going to have fun but everyone is prepared to give a lot in the in the field to to win Mm. Uh, so of course we're going to 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 reach for the final we're trying to reach for the final trying to reach for the gold and as i said every experience will be good to prepare the next competition. So we're trying to take the most experience possible to improve for the future.
0: Yeah, it's a really good, good way of looking at it. And uh, yeah, to have that ambition of being your best and playing that high level with with the players you got, the new players coming in, the old players still around, um, still obviously very high level. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens the uh, i remember yeah again when we recorded the episode with albert a long long time ago at this point uh he told us that he, he hasn't had his best moment in quad ball yet because he's not become the world champion so may, maybe this is the year maybe albert will, will get that moment who knows i hope we
1: will try to give him the moment we will try to <laughs> make him in the best condition possible to to win that last uh that last piece that missed to to this uh, Palmares. So yep. we will try. We'll give a, a best shot possible. And as I said, just the beginning, like maybe it's not that year. Maybe it's going to be in two years. Maybe everyone will be the most ready possible in two years. But we're giving everything we can in every game, trying to make our best. And we will take the games one by one, trying to defeat everyone one by one trying to make some respect on friends again. And let's see, like, we're not dead, guys. We are here. We're still here. <laughs> don't try to... Don't be too happy, like, about... OK, these times are not that great. Don't worry,
0: we're still here. Mm. I, I love the fighting talk and the, all, the, all the sporting clichés coming out. Yeah, it is, it's great to hear. <laughs> um, so, obviously, we, we talked about the team collectively so far. But, obviously, with this... Uh, French roster. There's lots of talent, lots of individual talent. So, yeah, uh, w- which French players should we watch out for at the World Cup?
1: Um, you know, a lot of French player because we, uh, we're being observed for years, and everyone trying to copy us or trying to counter us. So, everyone know. But I, th- on my point of view, like the best player in Europe and the most beautiful to see is like Lenny. 25 mm, is yeah. really amazing to see amazing skills like to dodge and to parry the the bludgers is like really an amazing player and is real show when you see him like if i can imagine like uh champion quidditch i i want lenny in my team because i know he's going to make crazy things so as i said just watch for lenny lenny i think is maybe the best chaser in Europe, uh, maybe competing, competing with like CEP uh, or that kind of players. And around about that, like maybe we can we can see about like newcomers in team France, uh, some players uh, like Thibaut uh, Jacquet, who's coming for his first experience. He's like 18. It's uh, going to be...
0: Oh, oh very young.
1: <laughs> yeah, very young. First experience. He started Quidditch like yeah, at 14 in school and now he's in selection. So it's going to be a big day for him trying to make his debut with the with the jersey, trying to represent. So maybe take an eye on him. But after that, like, as everyone knows, we, we will have Murad Tarzan uh, or Mikel coming back to to smash some people, so <laughs> yeah, as you know, French is like a show, so everyone is going to be ready to shine,
0: yeah, yeah, so, from, from what you said, there lots of exciting players for for people to watch out for, and I'm glad you mentioned Lenny. Um, I'm pretty sure at one point Louis Lemitt described Lenny Vincent as the best athlete in Europe. um and obviously, like if you're a very the best athlete, you're also one of the best players as well um it's gonna be really exciting to see see laddie play at the world cup and it, it's good that he's now getting the respect in the last few years that he's deserved for a long time
1: yeah i can wait to see like him competing to to usa against usa or something like that to see uh, uh did they know him did they did they maybe not because might they might underestimate us but to see how he can compete to that kind of athleticism uh, to to show every skill he have and he have so much skills so it's amazing to see him play i think on my point of view and yeah. with team france he really have a good environment to make his best like maybe with the frog is like really hard because you have to carry all the responsibility but mm. with team france he's really released because he don't have to carry the ball he can play his best as uh, on the wing so it's really the best any you can have is with team France.
0: yeah definitely the uh, definitely re- really excited to see him play and i also glad that you-, you told us about Thibaut um, that- that's a really cool story how you-, you can start playing the sport at 14 and be so passionate about it, so committed and then make the national team just a few years later and uh, yeah I think it gives us all a bit of hope for the future that Sort of y- younger players will discover this sport and follow the same kind of journey that Thibaut is doing now
1: yeah I hope he's gonna give some initiative maybe in some schools maybe some people will take uh, the story and try to to make like him and as I said he was he was playing in 2019 with the the kids, you know, in the Bamberg. The youth thing. match,
0: yeah. And absolutely. now
1: you can play like with Team France, so that's that kind of thing we we will all like to have. So we have new talents, and we need to give them some chance, some shot for the future, because he's the future of Team France.
0: Yeah, love love to hear that, and uh, yeah, certainly exciting. Um, talk about Thibaut there. Um, and now, now changing the question a little bit. Talk about the French team now, now looking externally, like which teams and which players do you want to play against at the World Cup?
1: You know, we're ready to fight everyone. We' are ready, we know. but uh, I think I want to play USA, of course, because USA is like legendary, but we didn't add the chance to to play against them, so maybe we want to see to compare because I think it's like the same play style, like aggressive, playing physical, playing fast, and I think we can match that. Maybe they are not that great. Maybe we can compete and show like we are more experienced. We have make we have more team uh, team uh, building. We have more. Uh, history together we are a better team because we play together we are not like individual good individual player and i would like to to show to everyone like village is a team sport so i would like to compete because we have the same fighting spirit we we have the same uh play style so it would be an intense game and amazing to see i think
0: yeah i definitely agree with that william and uh yeah, uh, it, it's something we said previously as well on the podcast the the, the world has been deprived of a france usa match for so so long now it's it's nearly 10 years at this point um so i'm hoping this is the tournament where we finally get to see it but it, it's a shame obviously like it's not say well there's still some some key players from the past who won't be playing it in this game uh if it happens but uh yeah even so as you mentioned the the new talent coming through um there's still the experienced players on the french team and yeah having that organization that chemistry will be really valuable playing against a team as good as the us
1: yeah just let's see what the tournament will be how it's going to flow and let's hope to play like legendary player in the us too like casey or Lindsay, or like I uh, always wanted to play against them, to see how it's feel to play against that kind of pressure. Uh, when people describe it as like Kuro Kono basket, something like that, like people have some <laughs> some shadow behind them and you are like feeling pressure. But I think Team France is the best team to counter that because we have a lot of ego, with a lot of strength, and I would like to see like that kind of shonen fight between those two teams.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see it as well. It'd be great. <laughs> um, Finally, to, to end the episode, our final question, which is a bit similar to the last question. Um, So if France make the final, who will, be, who will you be playing in the final match and why? And like, maybe I'm going to change this a little bit. If it's not the US, who do you think will make it?
1: Who do we, I think will make it or who I would want to? Against.
0: yeah if it's not the US in the final who, who would you want to play in the final
1: I would like to see maybe Germany in the final because for many years I've seen team Germany like improving and I was like when I started Quidditch I was like okay I'm pretty sure in like five years or more or something like that Germany is going to be big and I'm not that wrong because it's actually improving and improving and going through the years it's a good team with a good mentality, really fair play players. And I think they deserve to, to progress. I would like to play against them and have a good game against them. And it would also represent like uh, Europe is dominating quad ball And like a final, European final, two team in, in the Europe. It would be amazing. So I would enjoy uh, to play like Team Germany uh, in the final and play a really beautiful game to finish the tournament.
0: Yeah, that's a a good answer, actually. Yeah, Germany would be a a great shout. It it, would feel almost like a sort of a, a master versus the apprentice. Like, obviously, France being this sort of historic power and being sort of the most successful nation within Europe playing against Germany, sort of the up-and-coming rising nation. Um, and, yeah, they they look very exciting going into this tournament and definitely have a very good chance of winning it. So I think that'd be a really entertaining final. So good choice. Thanks. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, yeah, that's, that's our episode. Uh, we're going to wrap it up there. Um, William, this has been fantastic. Um, I, I've loved... Yeah, your your mentality, your attitude throughout this, throughout the episode. Um, yeah, you just you're, you, the I think the way you're coaching this team is is really forward thinking, and uh, I, I'm excited now to see this this French team play um, in Richmond. It's it's gonna be great.
1: All right, thanks for the interview. Thanks for the chat. It was really cool to talk a bit about the French squad quadball and to to explain to everyone a bit where we are through. So, I can't wait to see everyone again in the next competition and to show everyone, uh, France is here. Don't forget about us. <laughs> we're, in, we're in the, we're in the favorite too.
0: Yeah, true. And, uh, yeah, I, I wish you all the best of luck with it. And, uh, yeah, very excited to see you guys play.
1: <laughs> Thanks a lot.
0: Uh, we hope you listeners have enjoyed this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Uh, if you want to stay up to date with future episodes for the Road to Richmond World Cup 2023 project and uh, the Total Qu- Quad Ball podcast in general, um, please give our Facebook page a like. Uh, cause that's where we announce all our episodes, when they get dropped, um, when when things are available on Spotify for you to listen to. So, yeah, just keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. Uh, until next time, keep yourself safe and live the game. Goodbye.